Welcome to the Everyday PM Podcast, the podcast where we discuss project management principles for your everyday life. My name is Ann Campia, and I'm a certified project slash program manager with over a decade of experience working for healthcare, retail, consumer goods, and tech industries. I'm so excited to welcome Christina Heath, who is a strategic alignment coach for project professionals who want to create a day-to-day that flows and feels like their own. Christina, I'm so excited to welcome you to the podcast. And I also love that we inadvertently are matching for those that are watching our video version of this. But Christina, welcome to the Everyday PM podcast. Please take a brief moment to introduce yourself to the audience. Thank you so much for having me, Anna. I really appreciate it. Uh, Your intro was awesome. I think that's a pretty good gist of it. Uh, I would just add that being a strategic alignment coach is a role that I crafted for myself. So if you want to get into that during our conversation, that'd be, I think, good for the listeners to hear that you can do things that you enjoy in project management. And sometimes it just has to take a little bit of um, creative work and getting to know yourself. So that's what I did for myself. And now every day, that's what I help other project managers do. So let's let's actually start there because what what is a strategic alignment coach before we get into your background how do you define that for our audience So good question strategic alignment coach it is a term that I thought described what I do really well um full disclosure I made it up and that's because I created the role before I created the title we all know that titles nice. can mean different things depending on your industry or you know um your team and I didn't want to start with a title like, oh, well, this is kind of what I want to be known as. I decided to work backwards sort of and craft the role. So my definition of a strategic alignment coach in the context of project managers is helping project managers align their goals with who they are and align who they are with the work that they do every day and sort of tease I know, tease out and parse out the stuff that doesn't, um, doesn't work. I don't, I don't like to say the stuff that doesn't spark joy because not everything is going to spark joy. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the Marie Kondo thing works for like books and clothing, you know, but not so much what we do every day. Some of those bits are unavoidable, but having, make sure, making sure that you have a really good solid through line Mm -hmm. going through what you do every day or every week or every month that really feels like you. And the other things that you know, maybe you don't love or you're neutral about seeing if you can tolerate them, seeing if you can learn from them or build off of them. Uh, but the things that grate against your soul, we, um, we push those aside and we try and craft something that really aligns with what you want to be experiencing in your life. Oh my gosh, Christina, I feel like <laughs> I need one of you in my life right now. This is incredible. I, I was just having a conversation with a colleague about we're in this interesting time of our careers where We've done the PM from a project program standpoint, and we were both talking about how interesting your mindset shifts to trying to find purposeful work and valuable work. And it, 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 it's your career pivots to looking for that rather than the title or the next promotion or becoming CEO of a company. And you're just looking for that additional thing that feels more fulfilling uh, mm-hmm. than some of the work that you may have been doing in the past. So I, I love that definition. I, I think I'm convinced I need you in my life, but <laughs> let's start with how did you get there? Uh, what is your professional background? Did you start as a project manager? Did you fall into it? So that is another great question. 
I did not start my career as a project manager. I have my bachelor's of arts degree in um, mass communications, public relations. And I studied Spanish. I traveled a little bit to get my Spanish down pat. Uh, I was not, I actually, I don't even think, because I graduated into the, into the recession. So, okay. Okay. Uh, But at that time, you know, that's when we were being told, Hey, you're in journalism school, but there's probably not going to be any newspapers in like 10 years. So good luck. Um, It was very much like, take what you can get. And I don't know that. I don't know that business process improvement or project management as a discipline was seen as being very accessible to people Mm -hmm. unless you were in business school. That was your track, Uh, at least for those of us who were just out of high school or in or college age, you know, like 18, 22, 23. Sure. and so my first job out of college, I, I took everyone's advice because it was dismal out there. And I took the first job that I could get, um, but it was in marketing, marketing communications at the university in a, um, in a joint venture setup. So it was a partnership with a, com- a business in the UK that their goal was to um, help facilitate more international students to be able to study and get a U.S. education because it's very valuable. You go back to your country, you enrich your country with what you've mm-hmm. learned and, and it goes from there. So my job as um, marketing communications coordinator was to help with recruitment and I liked it. I found that I was naturally pulling a lot of project management um, processes in without realizing it. And I found yeah. myself like, rubbing shoulders with the business students and being really interested in what they were doing. And, you know, you study side by side and kind of taking what they were talking about, applying it to my marketing and going from there. Uh, so I spent a couple of years doing that. And then I moved over into the digital marketing startup space. And that was my first official PM role. Oh, nice. um, that was a lot of fun. And startup life is a lot of fun. Um, things move so quickly, though, and that business shut its doors. Um, yeah. And then from there, I moved into uh, I did call center work for a bit. Yeah. And that was, that was actually so much fun. It was really difficult. Um, but it's I found a people my- thing though, right? You're, you're talking to people. people. There yeah. you go. And that's, I think that's what I really loved about it was that live action sink or swim, not mm. so much trial by fire, but you don't have time to be behind a desk figuring out what the best way is to phrase something like that needed to happen way before Mm-hmm. the um the queue opened for calls yeah. to be received so I found myself being in these calls I was taking calls in English and in Spanish and watching myself fumble in real life and taking notes like okay so this is what they said this is how I responded it did not go over well mm-hmm. in the future I spent way too long looking for this asset this yeah. needs to be streamlined and so again I found myself using that brain that PM brain um before I even had the role really. So then I moved into um, managed healthcare and I spent about six or seven years in managed healthcare. Yeah, I really liked it. And that was my first real corporate job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And from there is when I moved into my first official PM role. And within a couple of years, I actually found myself functioning more as a program manager because after a couple of years, people on my team had become, they'd been promoted to be project managers. And because I helped handle the, well, really I did handle the growth um, piece of my department. My department was digital communications. 
And so anything that had to do with new business, mergers and acquisitions, um, divestitures, it came oh, yeah. through me when it had to do with a member portal. Like, hey, okay. we're getting 800,000 new members because yeah. of this acquisition. And it's January right now. By August, we need all of them to be integrated and have their own branded member portal. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, sure. <No pressure>. <laughs> By the way, you've got eight months till go live. Like, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so working with the states, working with CMS, um, mm-hmm. keeping HIPAA in mind, all of those dependencies, I think that that really helped to grow me into a more strategic project manager. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I was thinking strategically, but it wasn't as high pressure. It was like, oh, I see that. That can kind of be helped. Let's just make that a little bit better. Let's make that easier for everyone involved. And now I was in a more high pressure situation where I'm on the digital communications team within the ops department. I'm app dev adjacent. So I'm dealing with developers. I'm having to learn, I mean, air quotes, learn, but become aware of and have a a baseline understanding of their language. Um, It was a really cool role. And um, from there, I moved into doing social determinants of health work. And so using my project management skills to be a strategic initiatives PM and do things such as helping to create pilot programs that would get Medicaid members better access and quicker access to um, employment assistance programs. So you yeah. can, can say, hey, we've opened up this new facility in this area. It's going to help you guys out. Like, congrats. Good luck. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not looking at the walkability score of that location, and you're telling people all the way up in Appalachia that now they've got access to this program. They can't get there. Do they have a car seat for their mm-hmm. child? Mm-hmm. Is someone able to watch their child while they have an interview? So I was able to dive in and use my skills to think of all those things and build really cool programs for people. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And we went through a couple of, um, we went through one really big merger when my company was acquired by a bigger company in the same space. Uh-huh. So now I was on the other side of it. Um, and that was tough. That was yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, spent about a year in that new organization doing really similar work, um, social determinants of health work and community centered work. And then I was laid off. So mm-hmm. about a year ago, I was laid off. So during the pandemic, my kindergartner was home with me and that was really difficult. Um, My direct manager, my director, I don't know that they knew. Uh, The news came from a few layers up from me and an HR coordinator, both people that I'd never actually worked with. Um, That was really hard. And understanding that, okay, Christina, you've done everything right you were scrappy. You've done your best. You, you made it through that recession period and the resume looks good. Like on paper, everything is good. And it still didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to, the way that we're kind of taught through, you know, the meritocracy that your productivity is kind of what makes you human, mm-hmm. makes you valuable. Right. So watching that kind of crumble down. I was like, uh, okay. I was able to reflect on my career. Yeah, absolutely. And I realized that a lot of the other people, my peers, whether they were PMs or business folks or marketing folks or just PM-minded people, because you can have a PM mind and not have the title, Mm -hmm. like titles in the beginning. And I realized that so many of us had that sort of existential struggle 
um, there were many people who, some people look like me, some people didn't, but I noticed there were a lot of women or people who identified as female, mm -hmm. um, people of color or people who are a part of the global majority who didn't feel comfortable telling their coworkers that they had children. Mm. They didn't keep pictures of their children on their desks. Didn't want to talk to people about their interest. You know, they kind of employed the whole make moves quietly thing. Yeah. And it, that's good for preservation, but it didn't have that person element in it, that human element. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to create a role for myself. I decided not to step back into the corporate space, um, the W-2 space. And I decided to create a role for myself where I can help guide people who might still be in that W-2 space, which is totally fine. I did it for years. Mm -hmm. um, make that money, <laughs> make that coin, yeah. build that career. But I wanted to create a role for myself where I can be what I wish I had five years ago, 10 years ago, a sounding board, a place to spill your thoughts and see what comes back up on the surface that we like, um, learn about yourself and who you are at your core. Not so much what we're kind of told, you know, like the listeners can't see, I'm like pretending to straighten my tie, not so much what we're being told that we should present as, or what should be our interests. And, mm -hmm. you know, your core values might be, um, my core values, a few of them are belonging and serendipity. You and I mm -hmm. talked about it before we started recording, like timing. And we're just firm believers in, um, what was the word that you used? I used fate, but uh, yes, I, I do. But really believe that things happen for a reason and, yeah. and they happen in, in, that, in, in that order or in that way or in that manner, right? So yes, I, I'm there with you. I agree. Mm, yes. And so- having that be one of my core values, I don't believe that's something that I would have been able to identify in myself because I didn't have the time. I didn't have the mm -hmm. space to breathe. And, you know, I think I grew up or really in, in my career as an adult grew up in my career, thinking that my core values were like tenacity and mm -hmm. grit and, you know, and that's just, those are fine, but that's not yeah. who I am before. Yeah. Um, so I like helping project managers figure that out. Start with you that's the building blocks that we work off of when we want to create a career that you really love. And even if that's within the role that you have, you're going to keep that role. Let's mold it into something that you can totally shine in. Gosh, I, I love this journey. I mean, it's just, I don't, where do I start? Christina, you have such a, it's eclectic, but yet purposeful and, and a progressive background in terms of how you got to where you are today, which is truly inspiring. And then you have to go through something very tragic. And I think a lot of folks are in, a, in agreement is tragic, but also they, they would also probably relate because it happened to many people because of the pandemic in terms of having to reset and figure out and, and unexpected stops, right? And, and having to figure out what, what am I doing? <laughs> or, or, or am I doing something that it has meaning to myself? And I love this idea of uh, we were always taught this there's this very uniform professional way that you go about your career. And I don't know if that's generational or if it's cultural or whatever's driving that. But when you talk about the words, be gritty, be scrappy, get to where you need to be, does that necessarily mean that that's how you are as a person? And you're actually making me do an introspective on myself right now as you're speaking about what, how does that align? And some, and oftentimes I will say even to myself, that I need to figure that out because even just being on this Zoom call, oftentimes you'll have people who have 
backgrounds blurred or, or they're trying to hide an aspect of themselves that they don't necessarily want to show in the corporate setting. And I think that's just a very quick example of what you're talking about when you're talking about understand who you are and kind of what your reflection is to other people. And I love this. Christine. I'm just rambling about it because I loved hearing that entire story of how you got to where you are today. And then now you find yourselves, it, you find yourself um, in your own business, which is incredible. And you have such a great meaning and background behind why you started Mango Flow Consulting. But I actually wanted to start when we get into your actual business, how you got to the name, because I also really love the name. Can you talk a little bit about that? Thank you. Yes. So Mango Flow Consulting, uh, in summary, it came out because I wanted to not overthink things so much. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of the... I'll give you the background of how I came to it, but I want us to remember that I really tried not to put too much thought into it. Mm -hmm. And coming up with my business name was really the beginning of me starting to go with my gut and what felt good to me. Um, And I know in business, you need to make sure that people know what you're talking about. Like, you know, you're not, if you're a a baker, you can't call yourself like Lego Lord, you know, people are going to be like, what does Lego Lord mean? (laughs) Which is also really cool, but yeah, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) They don't, mm -mm. um, mango flow consulting. So my mother is Jamaican and my father's American. He's black. And, uh, I spent a lot of my time in Jamaica as a child and I went there every year and I haven't been, I mean, must be 10 years now, but I mean, I, I had an accent until I was, you know, kindergarten, first grade when, I realized that people made fun of me. And as you do, you just let it go. You work really hard. I remember practicing in the mirror to get rid of my accent. Mm. Um, There's still some things that I just couldn't shake. And I like that about me now. Some, some words some mannerisms that are still very Jamaican and I hang on to them because I love them. Yeah, absolutely. One memory that I really have um, that I also love to hang on to for dear life is being at my grandma's house at the foot of the hill in Jamaica And she had a a stone wall and you could sit on the stone wall. My grandma had sugar cane, mango trees, almond trees, lime. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Papaya, we call papaya pawpaw, so pawpaw tree. And I remember my uncle getting a mango down from the tree for all of us kids. I was, I was about to say there were thousands of us kids. That's, that's hyperbolic. There were probably like 12 of us though, just running around barefoot, <laughs> crazy hair, super tan. Very nice. Um, and I got my mango and I found myself just an area on the wall. And I'm the oldest of four kids. And we're all about a year and a half or two years apart. So I didn't feel like I had a lot of time to myself. Mm-hmm. Finding this area on that stone wall, biting into the most orange part of the mango and it kind of dripping down my hand. And I just looked up and, you know, I guess going back to serendipity, what we were talking about fate. And yeah. I just, the sky sort of opened up, like it was cloudy, but you're in the islands, baby. And so I saw that sun come through and I think I was about nine. And that's yeah. just feeling for me. I don't really have the words to describe, but just feeling like I was in my place. That was where I was meant to be. And so I have such an affinity for mangoes. Um, and On the other side of it, I want to evoke in project managers that it doesn't have to be so, um, I don't want to say splintered, splinted, I guess. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be so structured, 
all the time. Um, that's your a project, hard one. <laughs> it's a hard, your project work, like the stuff you do at work, that's a project, that's fine. But you as a person, you're not a project. And so giving yourself that grace and keeping an eye and an ear and a, keeping a heart out for that flow mm-hmm. feeling. Because when you're in it, you'll know. And the more that you clock that for yourself and feel like, oh, this feels right. I'm in my space. That tells your brain that that's a good thing. And every time you encounter it, you'll identify it more and more and that becomes your norm. So that's my uh, long way of saying that's how I came into Mango Flow. And then consulting because I wanted to leave myself open for whatever the business might end up being. Um, I created a job for myself as a project management coach. And I also do a little bit of project management consulting, um, a very little bit. And I just wanted to leave myself open to whatever that might develop into in the future. It's, it's so, it's so open, you know, and I love hearing that story and there's, and I don't know if this is intentional or not, but even just in knowing that the title of your business and not having met you or known that story about you being a child, I would read it and think, okay, this person's going to help me get my mindset right. There's, there's a level of mindfulness in it. There's a level of just kind of balance in the title. And I, again, I don't know if any of this is intentional. I, we hadn't talked about this before we started recording. So this is just things that resonate in just the name of your uh, consulting business. And I think it's such a wonderful message. Uh, I've only ever met one other person who has really dug into mindfulness and its connection to project management. And I think it's so important as you talk about uh, you don't have to be a project manager 24-7. It's so hard to disconnect from that side of your brain. It really is. And I, and again, that mantra for your business is it just makes sense. It makes sense from, a, from where we're at today and, and people really trying to promote uh, having your work-life balance and being mindful of, of your own self versus your work self. And Christine, I just love that the the journey that you made and how you've kind of created the foundation for this. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about, without giving specifics on on specific people, but are there, you know, client stories that you wanted to share or some journeys that might be inspiring to our audience? Mm. I don't mention the spot here, (laughs) or maybe even your own, because it does sound like you've done it in your own life before now, speaking to others. That's actually a good segue that I think that will help me out. Thank you for that little extra tidbit. Yeah, so of course. In creating the program that I created as a PM coach, a strategic alignment coach, I wanted to make sure that I was offering a product, a service to people that I knew actually worked. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds very basic. It sounds like business 101, um, but I- You would think. <laughs> Half the businesses, I'm like, did they even test that? What the idea? Okay. So, but yeah, please go on. (laughs) And so I wanted to, I love what you said. I'll I'll back up a little bit. I love what you Mm -hmm. said about the business name Mango Flow Consulting, because while it wasn't intentional, I didn't sit down and say, I want people to feel this specific word. I think the fact that I built it with those things in mind for myself, maybe that's what helps it sort of radiate. Uh, mm-hmm. that feeling for others too. So that, that makes me feel really great. So thank you for yeah. sharing that. Of course. Uh, for me, I have a program right now called the 90 day PM level up program. And it is a beefed up version of what I did for myself to get myself to this point. 
the key difference, <laughs> Anne, is that it took me several years. <laughs> oh, well, you yeah, know, point, <laughs> you know, and so I just, you know, in that time where I was looking back and um, really doing a lot of introspection, as you said, retrospection, right? We talk about postmortems and I, mm-hmm. I did a couple of those just on my life. I did it after my layoff. And I looked at the key pivotal parts of my life that got me to where I am right now, which is like liking where I am in my skin and enjoying my career and enjoying the fact that I know I can adjust it mm-hmm. when I need, right? Like, and nothing's really permanent, permanent. Um, and so I just took all that, the key parts, and I put it into 90 days because we are project managers and we love thinking in quarters. <laughs> yeah. You've got to have that type of time. Got to sure. have it. Got to have it. So sometimes I'll talk to folks and I'll be, you know, it'll be, it's Q2, Q1 right now. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'll be like, yeah, by end of Q2, we'll have you squared away. And that just feels so good to say and know that it's true. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that um, for myself, I worked with another um, project professional to help me figure out my core values. I knew that I wanted to do that, but it's so helpful to have another person connecting with you directly Mm -hmm. and hearing what you have to say. And sometimes turning it around for you a little bit, like, is this what you mean? Uh, And then helping you transmute that if it needs to be adjusted. So it just feels more you. Mm -hmm. So I worked with another project professional when I wanted to do that. I kind of needed a spotter, right? Like you're at the gym and you're like, Oh, this doesn't feel right. And they just tell you, Oh, your elbow needs to just move a couple degrees and then sure. it feels so much better. So I did that. Um, that really helped. And that helped me create a North star for any role that I'm approached with or any role that I look at, because a lot of us as PMs and as women, people who identify as women, and honestly, as people of color, um, we see something and we're like, I can do that. Yeah, I can do it. Like I got 20 minutes, but I can do it. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. I can fit it. And we sometimes are not used to saying I can do it, but do I want to do it? Mm. I can do it, but will it be worth the discomfort? And sometimes it is. Um, A lot of times it's not. And I really worked on honing my intuition where that's concerned and bucking up any opportunity that I'm presented with or anything I see that kind of looks shiny and new against those core values that I identified for myself and then being able to see in a clear light oh okay no that yeah that's not for me and Mm -hmm. and then I can work on how to properly say no and move on from there so that's a lot of what the program is um, that I offer for PMs and uh, working a lot on goals it takes Mm -hmm. a few weeks Sometimes yeah. you work on deconditioning yourself. Um, I know that you had a couple of guests on recently talking about the PMP versus um, Lean Six Sigma. Such a mm-hmm. cool conversation. Oh, and nice. I have a lot of, yeah, I have a lot of project managers come to me. First question out the gate, uh, should I get the PMP? And yeah. it's so frustrating because I'm like, you do not need the PMP to be a successful project manager. And also you should totally get it. And people were like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I, I, I know exactly that statement. Yes. Go on. (laughs) And so, but that's, that's the way that I view it is as long as you understand underneath why you're doing what you're doing, do it, boo. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But if you're out here doing things because you've been told that you need them, you've been told that your resume is trash until you get it. 
or you feel like you might be trash until you do this thing. Mm -hmm. That's where I want us to pause and turn it around a little bit and look at where that might be coming from um, and go from there and kind of solve for that. So that's my story, sort of in a really general way. Um, One client that I've had was not feeling great about her ability or desire to lead. Mm. And yeah, yeah, it's very, there's imposter syndrome. All of that is, is, it's there. Yes. And you know, you said it a few minutes ago and where you get to the point where you've kind of done the stuff, you've tried the stuff and you're like, I kind of want more meaning. I want more purpose. Mm -hmm. And I have folks sometimes come to me and, and say, Hey, I really want some coaching. I really want some career help. I really want some PM help, yada, yada. And I'll ask them how much project-based experience they have or where they are in their career. And mid-career looks and sounds a lot different than beginning of career. Right. So I've told people like, all right, come back when you start feeling a little angsty. Like mm. come back when you're frustrated, come back when you feel a little burnt out for real, because that once you've, you've gone through, through a few cycles yeah. of that project life, then you're like, okay, kind of, I don't know what I want, but I know it's got to be a change from this. And like, that's right. what the work done. Right. Uh, so talking to this individual was such an eye opener for me because it showed what I felt and what I've seen in other project professionals, but talking it through day to day and seeing someone who's so accomplished still feel like they aren't a good leader and driving that point home of like, by virtue of being a PM, you're a leader, you're a people leader. And I think we've been taught to think that we aren't. Some of us have been taught to think that our job, I've been told once, um, my job is to take meeting notes and set up meetings. Mm. And I believed yeah. it for like a hot three weeks. That is so and unfortunate. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't like how that feels on me. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to it off. Um, and getting to the point where we're understanding project management really is leadership and service and not doing yes. too much service where you're like underfoot and not doing too much leadership where you're just like up in the sky, right. but that where the two intersect and where they connect. Um, and so being able to see this person's transformation from being really accomplished and really good at what they do, but feeling like, oh, that's not for me. And like, you know, side note, that was me too. I, I was like team individual contributor all day. Like I will never leave people. Don't, mm-hmm. don't bring me that. Mm-hmm. And watching this person go into saying, I am a leader and this is my leadership style. And this is what I prefer. And I love this. And if this comes to my desk, I will delegate it. And here's how. Mm-hmm. And P.S. I'm signing up for a leadership program. And, and to me, that was amazing to see because it's very easy to get our minds into that rut of, yeah. well, this is just what I'm doing. This is this is what I'm good at. And secretly, I want to explore this, right. but I'm not good at it. And so we're just going to pretend it's not for me. Right. Um, So to watch someone explore that and have themselves reflected back at them, see what they really got going and take it and run with it. um, That's one of my favorite experiences so far. Yeah. And, and, and in in 90 days, some people will say that's such a short or long time. I don't know. For me, it's like such a short, such a short period of time to get from A to Z of what you just described, right? The, like kind of the form formulating your purpose and kind of your 
yourself and understanding it. And then getting to that point where you're actually just like a project executing it in your everyday life. That's, that's incredible. And that's such an accelerate accelerated timeframe, I think, to get to that moment of clarity. And you said yourself, you had to go through it for many, many years before you figured out kind of that flow and ebbs and flows of what, how to get to, to that point as well. And I would imagine even after the 90 days, Christina, that the things that you help your clients reflect on and, and start to internalize, it comes up whether it's project management related or not. So then it just becomes this thing that expands into your life. And it's, it sounds like such a beautiful journey that people can make with you in your program. So I personally will probably talk to you outside of this podcast on how to level up myself, but I think the audience as well, if you're interested in working with Christina, please do reach out to her. This sounds like such a great program and so timely for what's happening right now in our environment and just in our social, in the like sociology of everything that's happening right now. Um, So if you're in that part of your life as well, definitely, I think this would be really, really helpful for for our audience as well. So Christina, I promised you I'd get you out at a certain time and uh, we're just about there, but this has been a wonderful conversation. I have to cut myself off because I will just keep going and asking you questions because I'm so invested in and and interested in what you've had to share with our audience. So thank you for being willing to come onto the podcast, for sharing your journey and your experiences. And I'm just wishing you the best of luck in your business because I I believe it. I support, I'm a supporter now. You've got me. Um, So everyone else, if you're interested as well, please do reach out to her. But that will do it for Christina and I in this episode of the Everyday PM podcast. Christina, if folks do want to reach out to you, whether it's about your program or just about your professional journey, or they just love your personality, uh, where can they find you online? Oh, <laughs> well, so my website is www.mangoflowconsulting.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on there. I believe that's how Anne and I met. Yes. Uh, and I'm uh, Christina Heath, and you'll probably see PMP. And then a little mango emoji, because that's just how I roll. And I would love to hear from you. Um, Whatever the reason, I look forward to it. Wonderful. And like I said, you'll be hearing from me. So (laughs) um, here's the plug for the podcast. Support the Everyday PM podcast by giving us a five-star review. We are available on all of the podcasting platforms from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, Spotify, we're everywhere. So just search for the Everyday PM and you'll find this podcast there. And I'm looking forward to posting this episode as well with Christina on one of those platforms. Uh, you can also watch the video version of this on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Ann Campia. If you want to see our color vibes going on as well, um, and you can go ahead and click like subscribe to the channel, leave us a great comment or question, as well as click the bell for notifications on when new content goes up on my channel. All right, that will do it again for Christine and I in this episode of the Everyday PM Podcast. And until next time, take care.